following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Nation, and we are 30 hours away from some Cowboys football. Mm. And I know all of you are sitting on the edge of your seats waiting <laughs> on the preseason to start. But, guys, thank you so much for joining us here at the home of the Dallas Cowboys at the Star here in Frisco. And they let me do it again, Come America. On. Mm. Come on. You are phone. now rocking with the best. <laughs> and it is hanging with the boys with my guys, Isaiah Sandback, yeah. Jesse Holly, yeah. and Kirk. What did you do with your Ooh. hair? Oh. Ooh. What do you guys think? Kirk, you're a new man. <laughs> no, this is Danny Sarek joining us today. Kirk Daniels is not going to be the safety raft for the show today. But, Danny, I expect for you to hold it down over there, and we're going to be discussing all things Dallas Cowboys football. But, guys, the Hall of Fame game is going on. Like I said, we're 30 hours away from kickoff, but – there's a reason for all of this, and uh-huh. that is the Hall of Fame enshrinement, and the Dallas Cowboys have three, mm. three Cowboys mm-hmm. going into the Hall of Fame, and from the class of 2020, we have uh, safety, Dallas Cowboys, two-time Super Bowl champion Cliff yeah. Harris, and two-time Super Bowl winning head coach Jimmy Johnson will be enshrined on Saturday. And I think this is something very special that the NFL is doing because of the 2020 class not being able to actually be enshrined last year because of COVID-19. They're they're doubling up Mm -hmm. this year to allow both of those classes to be enshrined. So it's going to be a busy weekend. It's a football lover's dream to be in Canton, Ohio uh, this weekend. And so Cliff Harris and Jimmy Johnson are going in on Saturday and then on Sunday, wide receiver and, and cowboy and cowboy Super Bowl champion Drew Pearson uh-huh. will be going in on Sunday. So round of applause oh, for every, all of the Dallas yeah. Cowboys that That's are going into the, Hall of Fame, into the Hall of Fame. It's going to be wonderful. But guys, the game. Yeah. The game uh-huh. is going to be big. Mm. And there's a lot that you guys, we've been talking about this, about all the players that we're looking forward to seeing. But also from an evaluation standpoint, gang, talk about how important this game is. And, Jesse, I'll start with you. Well, for the evaluation point, every time you get a chance to get on film <laughs> and get on the field in live action, yes, you would love to make the team that you're currently with. But this is not only an audition for the Dallas Cowboys. This is also an audition for 31 other football teams around yep. the football league because rosters will get turned, chopped up, twisted, and all other kind of things. And so when you put stuff out there on film, you just never know who who else is watching your performance. And so, you know, when you hear, like, you know, when Tank's been missing some time, if I'm a backup guy, I'm, I'm like, Tank, take, take your time. Amari, take your time. You know, Dak, you know what? 
I think another week for the shoulder will be just fine. Yeah. Now, you know, when guys start missing time and you're you're kind of on the fringe of that bubble, you're 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 not praying for other guys to get hurt, but you ain't rushing them back. Mm-hmm. And so, first out the gate, you want to put a good impression out there for the coaches because when they go back and evaluate the film, you want them to see, "Oh, He's taking and applying the things that he learned in the film room, and I've watched him progress from what we told him at OTAs and mini camps, and now seeing it in live action. And whether that be, you know, uh, for routes uh, or or assignment alignment, depth, uh, running to the football. The one thing that I, I will say in these early preseason games, what coaches want to see from you, they want to see you going 100 miles an hour. They, they, the, the scheme is going to be very basic. Uh, that'll tell who's studying, who's not studying, who's ready for the big stage, who's kind of not right ready for the big stage. But are you flying around playing football at a very high level and a fast pace? So, you know, you only get one time to make a first impression. And so you better go out there and put some good stuff on film because, you know, that can now dictate where you go the next week as far as where you get reps at, moving you up the depth chart and things of that nature. You hit it on the head. I was going to leave with the the first impression. You don't get that back, I right? Stole that. So yeah, you stole that. Appreciate Sorry. that. Drift, yeah, drift, yeah, dread. yeah, we felt uh, that. Was yeah, like we felt that. Are you kidding? Yeah, me? that was Did like you just do dread, fight, dread, dread, right there. It, lock it up. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. We'll come up with our own hands. You remember hear hits heck from heck the that. street? Milky, milky, milky. Anyway, milky. Hey, um, yeah, so do you get one first impression. All these guys, is, is this is very important for these guys. These guys need to come out and not only come out there and go 100 miles per hour, right, not only compete, but also execute. Can you take, like, like Jesse said, can you take what's being taught uh, on the film room? Can you take this this fast eight days of install, right, and, and go out there and, yeah, it's going to be dumbed down, but at the same time the coach is going to throw you into the hot water. You are going to be gassed. Mm. You are not coming off that field, right? You can look to the sideline all you want to, but you better should. As a matter of fact, don't look to the sideline because if you look to the sideline, that means that you, you want to come Amari out. You're going to see popping sunflower seeds like this. Uh, you good? You good? <laughs> and he's going to bring you the water bottle and everything. But don't expect to come out the game. So they want to see your grit. They want to see how competitive you are. They want to see you gassed, right? Because when you're gassed, the first thing that goes is what? Your mental. Right. Right. The mental goals. Right. So oh, can yeah. you remember your assignments? Is it important enough for you to still continue to execute, even though we know that you're dog tired, even though you know you're not coming out this game? Oh, and by the way, yeah, as soon as you finish up with that play, yeah, we're going to send you on, on, on one of the special teams. <laughs> right. So you're going to be you're going to be army crawling about this piece. They want to see that and they want to see physical. These guys are trying to install a new culture with this with this team, with this organization. Are you going to live up to what they're trying to put down? I think, too, something to keep an eye on is the coaching staff in general, just their communication and how they're able to communicate not only with themselves, with the players, especially if they're wanting to keep the scheme a little more simple. And these are not going to be the starters that we're going to be seeing, right? We're going to see a lot of those third and fourth string players and how they're learning and and absorbing all of this. But I want to see how the coaching staff communicates as well. Um, I know that, like, some of the – like Dan Quinn was saying, he's going to be up in the box, Mm -hmm. like, not on the field. So I think that's just important, too, of – and not only – the new coaches on the staff, but just working off the staff that was here last year because they didn't have like the normal install right. for everything like right. that. So I think that's going to be important too, is not only is this game important along with the rest of the preseason games for those non-starters for film, like you guys were talking about, but I think the coaching staff too, of not making the same mistake last year with a slow mm-hmm. start, like making sure you are coming right out of the gun and everyone is on the same page. And I think also to add to that, what you just said, Danny, is that, For this team, and going back to last year, guys that did not have 
a preseason. This is the first time in a long time where even your rookie class from last year has never played yep. in a preseason. So guys like Reggie Robinson, guys like Bradley and I, guys that didn't get an opportunity to put out that preseason film. First kinda, impression. You know, really, yeah. <laughs> this is your first impression. Exactly. Yeah. And so, I mean, even Ben DiNucci, we think about our first impression of Ben DiNucci was Sunday night in Philadelphia. <laughs> I mean, a, a that's a tough yeah. audition for yeah. anybody. And so these Preseason games are going to be pivotal for these guys. But like I said, the evaluation process for third and third and fourth string guys. And for me, one of the guys that I'm pointing the spotlight under is Malik Turner. Malik Turner is a guy in camp that you continuously hear his name. Now, for the semifuhukos, for all these other guys that are out there, and specifically the first five roster spots, we're thinking that this is a lock. Malik Turner is making a case for himself. Who else do you guys see on this roster, 90-man roster, that may be on the outside looking in, but they're making a case for themselves? And, Danny, I'll I'll start with you. I think think a name that people that's been doing well at camp that maybe people have forgotten about is Maurice Kennedy because he Mm -hmm. opted out last year. Mm -hmm. And I think the addition of some of these defensive backs that the Cowboys brought in really sparked a fire under a lot of those guys and just kind of really going out and taking advantage of the opportunity at camp. And so I think that's a name. I mean – we, we talk about maybe not having full confidence in the depth in the secondary just yep. because a lot of new pieces have been added or a lot of younger players are coming off injury. And so I think that's not really set on who's first or second string or third or fourth. I think it's a little more open than maybe in the past. And I think Maurice Kennedy is a name that might be pushing his way into, the, into that range. Yeah, there, I mean, that's definitely one of the names. And I kind of have it broken down by position. I think, you know, to your point, you know, at the receiver position, right, one through five is is pretty much locked, right? And I think you could really really, really kind of still have a toss-up, are you going to bring six, right? And if you bring six, okay, well, now one of these guys have to beat out Noah Brown, right, including the draft pick. So, Simi Pohoko, you look at Malik Turner. Malik Turner has experience in the league. This is not somebody who's brand new and hasn't touched the field. The boy got experience, and he has experience in the areas that Simi might not be that experienced in in terms of special teams, right? right? So, he's going to have to go out there and show that he can that he can do that because everybody who's playing receiver can catch the ball. All right, so with the things they're going to be asking them to do, blocking and then special teams. When you start looking at the safeties, I want to see Israel Mukwamu. I want to see Reggie Robinson. What are those guys going to do? Right? Israel is a converted corner, right? Big boy. He got some foot. He got some footwork. Can he go out there and make some plays? Can he lay the hat? Because this, this defense is going to be fast and physical. You start looking at the corners, Nashawn Wright, right? E, Mr. E. Honda himself, right? Kennedy. What are those guys going to do? Are they going to come out there and put some hands on some guys? Even though the coverages are going to be pretty basic, it's still going to be what they like, man coverage. Can we come out there and put some, put some pressure on them at the line of scrimmage? And linebackers, you're hearing, you're hearing Luke Giffords balling out, right? you got Bernard that was here all last year that nobody knows what he can do. We've heard good things from him in camp, in practice. Right, but we don't know what he could do in the game. And at defensive line, I want to see Bradley and I. We haven't seen the we haven't seen the boy in a year. Right, we haven't we didn't see him all last year. That boy got a nice check all last year, <laughs> just chilling, right, just chilling. And now he has to go out there and be honest with you. This is his time to earn that check that he got last year in this preseason. And I'm gonna kind of veer off a little bit from just players' names. Okay, and you listed a bunch of of guys, and Malik Turner being one of them. Semi. Uh, be another one of them. But the rest of the guys that you named were defensive guys. Mm-hmm. Dan Quinn. This is the first time we get a chance to see True you. That. Yeah. This is the first time we get a chance to see you. And all eyes is going to be, if we're if we're being honest, no one's really worried about us offensively. As long as Dak comes back a little bit healthy, and we'll get more into that Dak situation a little bit later on in the show. But offensively, we're set. Zeke, Amari, the, you know, CD, we're good. 
Tyron, we're straight. But Dan Quinn, this is we're we're looking at you, Dan Quinn. This this is now as well as the other guys who are going out there for their audition. I know that Dan Quinn has skins in the game, but you ain't got no skins here. And what this defense was last year, we're looking for a vast improvement quickly. Hold on, Jesse, because that was my that was, that was my next oh, question. That's okay. You, That's you okay. Stole, you stole something else? I know. Man. Man, he did. He did. <laughs> no. So, so he, he's a cookie crook. He's a cookie crook this morning. So <laughs> What are you guys looking for from the 2020 Cowboys defense to the 2021 Cowboy defense? And this is visible, immediate impact of Dan Quinn. What are you looking for in that defense? I mean, obviously, this is preseason. Yeah. But what are the signs for what you – and I'm letting you finish your point because you were actually going into that question. So what yeah. are you looking for? For me, I'm, I'm looking for assignment alignment football. Are guys actually lining up right? We, we so, so much last year we saw guys lining up all over the place, confused, not knowing where they're going, busted coverages. And then once, once I know that they're lined up correctly with the new scheme that's coming in, are you executing it? Are guys being where they're supposed to be? And then third and foremost are, are you making the play, right? We have saw film last year where guys were – standing in the gap they were supposed to be in, and all of a sudden their brain said, you know what, let's go to the other gap. And they go to the other gap, and the guy comes right in the gap they was was for a 40-yard <laughs> touchdown. Or a, a DB is missing their assignment. I, I need to see alignment assignment football and then executing it. Isaiah said it earlier, being physical. Dan Quinn is a physical, mm -hmm. physical defensive coordinator. He wants guys to be physical at the line of scrimmage, at the point of attack. This is the moment that you have. You've been hitting your other guys. You know, keep your guys healthy. Keep your guys up. Now the time that you can go ahead and tee off. Go ahead and tee off on some of these guys and let me know that you're a physical football player. You know where the hell to line up at, and you know what to do once you get there. So that's going to be what I need to see from this defense is assignment alignment football and being physical. So we're going to be looking at you, Dan Quinn. I don't care if you're in the booth, at the hot dog stand, <laughs> on the sideline. We need to see this defense look different than what we did a year ago. What about you, Danny? Uh, when you said the word confused, I was like, hey, that's the word I was thinking of. You stole that God. word from me, so let's Deep. just put it out that there. Boy, three for three. <laughs> three for three, that, that, that was just that so... That just means I'm good. Like We're all on the I same like page. That. that was so mind-boggling to me last year. was just you could see the looks of confusion yeah. out on the defense. And what was so frustrating to watch was with the execution, missed tackles. I just feel like they couldn't bring any any player from the offense, no matter what position. They struggled mm -hmm. to bring everyone to the ground or catching up with them. Like that, that to me was what stood out. And so I'm going to say, like, I want to see better execution with tackling and generally less confusion. Maybe a little right. more confidence <laughs> in what they're doing would be nice. I'm excited. I'm excited more so probably than anybody else in this organization. Just simply be aside from Mr. Jones, but I, I know what Dan Quinn's capable of. I've been on a team. I was in Seattle when Dan Quinn was there, right? Obviously, we had Gus Bradley as well, but Dan Quinn was a part of that staff. And I'm looking. I'm so looking forward to the culture change. I'm so looking forward to seeing guys not only just not just not just the effort, not just the execution, not just the communication, but the confidence of these guys running around and hitting people, being disruptive. That's what Dan Quinn is about. Dan Quinn wants fast, physical players that are disruptive. He wants you. He wants you just looking all over the place, not knowing what the heck's going on because his guys are just 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 fast, right? And they're relentless, and their effort doesn't stop. And every time you step on the field, you don't know who the heck to look out for because they're all coming, right? And then guess what? As soon as you think that you got those guys figured out, he's bringing in subs, and these boys got the same go juice as well so I can't wait to see just a culture change and see the response from Cowboys Nation because it's going to be fun to watch this defense you, you talk about a 
and I love that the culture is something that Isaiah that you harp on. Yeah. You know, and we've talked a lot about that, and we've also talked about Dan Quinn, but his the pressure for this defensive coordinator, first year defensive yeah. coordinator, is immense because the, of the Cowboys' failures last year. True that. I mean. You're talking about a defense before Mike Nolan came in. They were probably at the median 15, uh, number 15, 16 in the league, right? Sometimes finishing within the top 10. Last year, it completely fell through the floor, yeah. all right? So you bring in Dan Quinn, the expectations are high. And, you know, look, you hear coaches say it all the time, pressure bust pipes will make diamonds. Well, most of the time, it's just bust pipes, right? So, but, but Dan Quinn is in a situation where he has to have a defense that is – First and foremost, addicted to stopping the run because that is the first rule of defense. Yeah. Not fight club, but defense, right? <laughs> you have got to stop the run, yeah. and we could not stop anyone. Yep. But what I'm looking for is the front. Big front boys. seven. Okay, we, we talked about, you hear the team talk about the length that they brought in, guys like Quinn Bohanna, Urban, uh, Osea Digizula, guys that are long that can play multiple positions. Yeah. I want to see how that operates in real time. You said it. We're going to keep it very simple. Yeah. And you've seen that vanilla take from training camp, yeah. that they're keeping it simple. But one of the things that you can't fake in keeping it simple, it's effort and execution and getting to the ball. So alignment, assignment, everything that you just said as well are some of the things that I'm looking for. But when I circle one particular group, it is the defensive line group. And from that group, Quentin Bohanna from Big Kentucky Bo. is starting to make headway yeah. in that regard. What have you guys been hearing about Bohanna uh, from training camp as well? I've been hearing that he's a dog. I mean, he's a big boy, right? But, you know, to your point, you know, when you line up and you play these preseason games, everybody's running simplified things. You're not seeing offensive linemen doing a whole bunch of passing off yep. and all that jazz. You're not seeing stunts. They're gonna, he's going to line up. He's going to line up over a guard or a center. He's going to say, hey, I'm coming at you, big fella. And we're going to see, can you beat somebody man-to-man without schemes? Right. Can you beat this guy? Can you beat this other grown man Right. <laughs> when you don't have a bunch of schemes that help you and give you the advantage? And I'm looking forward to seeing him transition and translate what he's been doing at camp and take it out there against somebody that he hasn't faced before. Yeah, and, and that's – I'm sorry – no, I was gonna say someone for his size, like three thirty, like he he's quick. Yeah, yeah. Like you, he, yeah. I mean, he's big, but like he he's not slow by any means, and that's definitely an area that they really needed to improve on from last year. And so I think that they're hopeful in that. And yeah. I mean, they obviously drafted him with the intention, right, of, of what they needed him for. And so yeah. I'm I'm excited to see that they actually have like a nose tackle that. <laughs> you know, the size and maybe the capability. Because in the past, they've kind of slimmed down, like yeah. what, what they've been looking for in nose tackles. I think that'll be different, too, with him. And for him, you got to understand, Pittsburgh, they're going to have some guys on that offensive line who mm-hmm. are just as hungry as he is. Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. who, who notoriously has been known to have decent offensive lines, have been down for the last couple of years, and they're trying to rebuild that. So they're going to have people who are matching the same energy as Big Bo. And that's going to be the interesting thing, is what happens now when you have to face some Someone else who is fighting for a job as yep. well. Yeah. That's the difference. It's, it, I'm telling you, one thing is, it, you know, happens in training camp because we laugh, we joke, we have a good time. You're my teammate. You're my teammate. We're gonna go hard. But when there's someone else who doesn't care about you at all, who like who you're, you're standing <laughs> in between them and making the team and their bread and feeding their family, that that brings a different type of dynamic, yeah. it, dynamic yeah. and energy and, and effort from uh, uh, from guys. And we talk about this defense as a whole. but And the reason why I said Dan Quinn is because Dan Quinn is on the road of redemption as well. Mm-hmm. When he was in Atlanta, right, as the head coach, 
they thought that his defense was going to be able to play better than what it did. It didn't. And whether that be injuries or whatever it may be, we were looking in, in Atlanta. They were looking for that Seattle Dan Quinn. Yep. They didn't get it. And one of the reasons why he lost his job in Atlanta because they didn't get what they thought they were going to get from Dan Quinn from yeah. Seattle. And Dallas is looking for that Seattle Dan Quinn. And Dan, right. <laughs> so while these players are on a road to redemption, so is Dan Quinn. So th- there's a lot to be proven in these next couple of games. And tonight starts that all off. So, you know, he's going to have to put a bunch out, a group out there who's going to go out there and compete, mm-hmm. not only for their jobs, but. Again, Dan Quinn, you're you're fighting to get your name back in the good graces of the football world, yeah. uh, uh, you know, from from your fall off a year or so ago. I, I love I love what you said because everyone, not only they coach players playing for their jobs and putting good tape out there for other opportunities, the same can be said about coaching. Uh, these guys are doing their best, so they know that they're, the eye in the sky don't lie. We're watching everything and all of your schemes. And and again, when you talk about the Cowboys, you talk about the Cowboy defense, I like to relate to what David Hellman said about uh, David Hellman, beat writer uh, and from the co-host of The Break, talking about uh, Quinn Bohanna being a trash can full of dirt. A guy that's just going to sit in that middle. He's an immovable object. And this is what this defense needed last year. We didn't have that. You talk mm-hmm. about guys standing in a gap. I just saw guys just getting taken to the Gatorade buckets. And when you have linebackers that have uh, – mm-hmm. they've gone down a little bit. Yeah. All right, and the health, Health-wise, too. Health-wise, too. But the, the defensive line had a lot to do with Absolutely. that. Did not help those guys at all. So getting those fresh bodies, getting those packages, those substitute package, substitution packages that you, we're talking about to carry this team, this imperative to me in, pre, in the preseason to see who's going to be those guys, who's the guy in camp that's just gotten used to going up against the same guys and know this offense, know what those plays are, and you can get off based off of that. Here we get in some new blood. And so we're going to take our first break here on Hanging with the Boys, and we're going to come right back. We got a call. No, no, we actually going to have Nate on video today. Mm. We figured out how to show Nate how to get his video up, so Nate's going to be joining us. And then we're going to come back in the second segment to also talk about Micah Parsons and some of his advancements that he's making. Is that the end for a lot of the guys that you're used to? That's called a tease, Isaiah. (laughs) And we'll be back here on Stay With Us here on Hanging with the Boys. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo Quiero, Yo Quiero Guacamole. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. 
Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly, just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Back to hanging with the boys. Don't miss your chance to see the the Cowboys at AT AT&T Stadium this season. A limited number of single game standing room only tickets are on sale now. Get yours today at DallasCowboys.com slash tickets. Back here on Hanging with the Boys. You know what, Jesse? I was thinking about something. Mm. You know, over the last episode, you know, you were talking to Derek directly about missing out on the media dinner <laughs> at Noble. And that bothered me because yeah. you're my brother. Yeah, you know, yeah. V-A, not T-H-E-R, V-A, brother. Right, right, right. right? And so yeah. I started thinking about it and I said, what can I do to help Jesse feel better about Nate leaving him, mm-hmm. you know, bringing back memories of being yeah. left at the door by the his trauma. dad and PTSD. the trauma and all that. Shannon yeah. Gross has been out there in California. He ain't said your name one time while uh-huh. he's been on the broadcast. They got a new show they got popping out there with Shannon. I'm- and, and all Nate that, and all that, all that, and then, yeah. and then yeah. Isaiah is getting flown out on the G five by Jerry, and the film crew is following him. I mean, he's going to have the Spike Lee cam and all that, and that's going to put you in your feels. So look, this because we're going to have no division amongst brothers. Yeah, tell me, it was f- no, no, no. Hold on, stay with me, stay with me, right here. So what I did was, since you, we can't send you to Oxnard, I bought Oxnard. To you. Look at so, that. Look at check that. this out. Look at that. What's in the news in Oxnard, California? I got something for you, dog. I'm telling you, you never, you never know when I things know. happen. Yeah, all right. So, go. check I'm this out. Tracking. What's in the news in Oxnard? Police Department in Oxnard, California is saying that there has been a heightened calls coming in on catalytic converters being taken out of cars in Oxnard. So, when you're in Oxnard, don't park in random areas, okay? Don't, so, don't do that in Dallas either. They don't do that. In Dallas too. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Got another one for you. So, on yesterday, there was a bit of an accident. There was a car that had a little incident with a cyclist. Mm. Happy to know that it was not Mickey Spagnola. Mm. Got you. Who's happy? We're all happy. I'm not doing Okay, this. so, and here's last. Here's yeah, the we're last. all happy. We're all happy. Here's, a, here's the last See, thing. See, Derek, I'm smiling. <laughs> so, here's the last thing. And, Danny, this is facts, news you may not be able to use at another time. But the city of Oxnard is building a $40 million aquatic center. Oh. I know you love aquatic centers. Danny, brothers hang out at aquatic centers, well, if you didn't know. I that. like aquatic centers, I'm, sure. No, I don't. I'm actually deathly afraid of aquariums. That's okay. Anyway, so <laughs> I there really it is. Am. That's what's I, in the news in Oxnard. I tried to get that going I, for I, you, you know Jesse. What? Bring a little like... news from the city. Dogs, don't say I don't got I have you. Yeah, I don't. We could have. We could have. We could have. I don't know if that helped. Okay. I feel like we dragged him really down just to bring him back up to where he started. I tried to bring the news from Oxnard to Jesse. That didn't do a good. All right. Anyway, well, thank you for joining us here and hanging with. I'm going to talk about Isaiah getting on this. Getting no, on you don't want to do we'll that. You don't. You uh, do not want to do that. I don't want to. Yeah. Carry the seven. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, and G, no, he do the same thing Nate did. It's like he wasn't gonna say nothing. He's gonna get on the plane and, and snap photos. No, and, what had happened, man? Was. I thought that this was actually gonna be a good thing for Jesse, and it actually backfired. <sighs> so anyway, let's get to the show. I'm not getting and uh, position <laughs> battles, position <laughs> battles are starting to take place. And you know, we'd asked these questions before about cornerbacks at the, about the defensive lines, and we're starting to see those leaders emerge. Well. Guess who we have on the line right now? Who that? Watch it bring we my have, right now. We have the great Nate Newton Dang. at Parts Unknown <laughs> in California right now on the line. Nate, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. Ooh. And uh, I'm telling you, uh, if the longer you mess with Jesse, the deeper depression you're going to go into. <laughs> stop while you're still ahead. I'm trying I'm to help him, Nate. you down that tunnel and you will not get back. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Hey, Nate, stop. car ain't got no yeah, roof, huh? Jesse, I'm, I'm yeah. saying the same thing. Yeah. Sunroof is, is that a sunroof or is that just top down? I don't. Can't hide money, baby. Can't hide money, Nate, dog. <laughs> huh? What's that, man? That sunroof. You ain't got no roof, man. You ain't got no roof Where's your roof thing? at? What sunroof? That's what we're saying. What sunroof, they said. Uh, that must be that new Ford. That ain't no sun. Yeah, that's a panoramic view, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, look, so, okay. All right, yeah. Nate. Well, Nate, This is where I'm at right here, man. <laughs> Nate. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I had to come get my toes done. You know, I was gorilla, I was gorilla-like, so I had to get. I yeah, know. I told you don't put your feet <laughs> in that lake. Yeah. Oh, man. Come on, Nate. Nate. Yeah. So, Nate, let's yeah, get off yeah, show get on with it. <laughs> Come on, let's get on with it. So, Nate, yeah. let's talk about those, some, some of those position battles that you're seeing. We talked a lot about Bohanna. Uh, we also talked about Noah Brown. Talk about what you're seeing out there in Oxnard and some of those names that we had those question marks by, that guys that are solidifying themselves on this roster. Uh, Bohanna and, uh, Just, uh, and Hampton, I think it is. Those are two guys. Uh, they're in a battle with all veterans. You know how you have Tiger and the rest of the field? Well, these two young guys are in battles for that base defense, first down, second down, uh, being able to get into the preseason and play uh, and, and, and do it with a flair that will keep both of them on the active roster. You know, we're not worried about the pra practice roster right now. We're talking about the active roster because they're talking to Will McClay, and, and, and Dan Quinn, these two guys are going to be getting every opportunity to make this roster. And that's how they will make the roster, being aware of who you are and what you are brought in here for. And that's to be run stoppers first. We'll get into the pass rush and all the other stuff after you show that you can be dominant run stoppers. And talking to Will McClay, he said that uh, the Bohannon kid, they call him old soul because he knows what he's in here to do. He's got a calm about him. Uh, when he plays and he knows that he's here to eat up bodies, to soak up uh, uh, stuff so that the linebackers and the extra safeties can run to the ball and run down uh, situations. I'm telling you, something got to be brewing with uh, Maurice Kennedy. I don't know if he's going to be a safety or whether he's going to be a corner. This guy is making plays. So he's going to be pushing somebody. Malik Turner is going to be pushing somebody. Uh, because then I think the fifth round pick, the other kid, number 81, I can't pronounce his name correctly, but uh, <laughs> a draft pick, those two guys going to be battling. And I also asked Will McClay about Jabril Cox. I said, uh, this kid hasn't been doing much because there's not a lot of reps in practice. I said, but in the preseason, I said, what if you get a uh, like the kid Wilson for Seattle, the quarterback, where he 
came in as the backup, but he played so well in preseason to all of a sudden he got projected as a starter. I say, what if that situation arises with Jabril or some of these other young guys? He said, that's going to be weighed in heavily. So a lot of veterans, especially second-year guy and third-year guys that got that veteran status but they're not going to be playing much in the preseason, don't lose your job. Because these guys, Jess, I wish you was out here, and I hate to say that. Oh, you don't. I wish you was out here because, you know, and stand back, and I know you coming. You will see that these guys are getting reps. All of these guys we've mentioned are getting reps. They're getting a lot of reps. So the competition is there, and by guys not playing in that first game, that could be a hindrance. Nate, we talked about this earlier in our show, um, the visible immediate impact of Dan Quinn. When you look at what this draft was this year, this was a Dan Quinn defensive draft. He had his hands on a lot of these picks, 11 overall picks the Cowboys had in this draft, most of them on the defensive side. And while we're looking at a bunch of these players out here in the game uh, on tomorrow, um, are you hearing anything about, you know, the little bit of pressure being on Dan Quinn and him having to show up and get this defense looking much better than it did a year ago? Oh, he he's well aware of that, man. He's well aware of it. And, and I don't know his coaching style, but I've seen what he's been trying to do especially with the interior defensive linemen. Jesse, we know, Stanback, Heckman, we all know that. Is Kurt there? I'm, I'm leaving Kurt out. Is Kurt no, there? Kurt, Kurt turned into Danny Sarek today. <laughs> Hi, Nate. Okay, Danny, Danny, <laughs> how you doing, young lady? The, these, he knows that his job is to get the middle of our defensive line correct and to solve that problem because – he knows that, that if Bohannon and, and these other guys don't do their jobs, uh, that it'll still be the same. It will still be the same, averaging 130, 160 yards per game rushing. If you can run in the middle of a defense, you, you cannot stop play-action pass. You cannot stop what's happening on the outside. You don't know what's coming. You cannot dictate anything. So that has been him and Will McClay's goal. And he's been every day during practice and after practice working with the interior defense. I'm talking about defensive tackles, the three technique over the guards and this one technique, zero technique over the centers. He's been working with these guys. He's been uh, hitting sleds, hitting dummies, uh, uh, doing hand drills. He is forcing the issue with these young guys and with the, and with the guys they have brought in through free agency. So uh, yeah. He knows his pressure, man, but I think he wants it. I think he's he said, Nate, I got my hands back on, on the pulse of the team. And I think sometimes as a head coach, you have to rely on your assistants and your coordinators to keep you there. And he's saying, you know what? I don't want to stay here forever as a defensive coordinator, but I feel good again that I'm back home because this is what he says he's he was born and bred to do, and that's teach defensive linemen. Nate, we've seen uh, out – recently out at in training camp that uh, Connor Williams has been taking some snaps at center under Tyler Biotish and that's meant that Connor McGovern has gotten some snaps at left guard. What have you seen from the two of them in, in their respective positions out there? I've been watching more of Connor, especially when he goes to, to center. You know, uh, he, he's okay once he snaps the ball and it's not a disaster. You know, uh, 
He's he's inconsistent with the snap, and we all know that right there ain't going to work in the game. So he needs the preseason. He's one of the starters that when the second unit run out at center, I hope that they let him run out with that second unit so he can get some game time, some semi-bullets, uh, as you would say, uh, of, of trying to do this right here because it's one thing to snap it in practice, and it's another thing to snap it up under uh, duress. And so he needs to be working on that. And to be honest with you, number 66, uh, McGovern, yesterday was the first, well, two days ago was the first time I looked at him. He looked okay. He looked a little, a little bit heavier than what he is. I don't know. I don't know who he is. But this preseason would be big for him, too. So I'll be focused a lot on the interior play of the guards and centers, you know, the nose tackling, the three technique, because if these guys here don't show great improvement, uh, we don't show ability to stop them, which I know preseason ain't real, but you got to start somewhere. And these are the guys I'll be looking at. Nate, dog, good to see you, man. I look forward to seeing you here in about 48 hours, my dog. Uh, but a lot of has been made of the, this defensive line and this whole defense in terms of trying to figure out exactly what's going on. How do we resolve the issues that we had last year? How do we resolve the issues that we have at the backup quarterback position? What is that looking like right now, especially with Dak not taking reps in practice as of late? Dead. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, bruh, you know, I, I want to believe that preseason would change things for these backup guys, but it better be a hundred percent change. You you can't tell me, come on in, sweetheart. That, that, you know, this I'm with my wife. She just finished getting her toes done. Uh, you can't tell me you it's nowhere in the world. I started out the most optimistic guy in the world about our backup quarterbacks. But if they can't do better than what they've been doing in practice, uh, it's, it's not going to be nice. And so I don't want to say that our backup quarterback is on somebody else's roster at this time. But I will say, uh, starting with his first preseason game, the most critical position that Dave should be looking at besides the defense, interior defense, is the backup quarterback. These guys going to have to step up, you know, because we can't afford. Our window is so small. We cannot afford to say, well, uh, if, if Dak missed one or two games, that can't happen. That can't happen. You know, that just can't happen. I mean, and I, and I hate to be so crucial, you know, having the positive for the defensive line and all of this and to, to come to the, the backup quarterback. Well, I hope it stay like that. Backup quarterback. <laughs> we are we are live on video cha chat with the great Nate Newton from the SWPC Mortgage Studios. And, and, and Nate, you know, you, you got on us about our overuse of the word dog. You got on us and, and, and you told us, look, man, uh, you, you guys are using that word way too much. But I got to talk to you about Micah Parsons because Micah Parsons, from everything that I'm hearing coming out of Oxnard, is that he is that dog on the defense. He's looking at playing multiple positions. And and I've even heard that he's out there with the green dot on his helmet calling some of the defenses for a young guy. Do you think that that is too much too soon, or is that Dan Quinn kind of just taking the training wheels off and allowing the, the, the young rookie to spread his wings? 
Let him spread his wings because the games will tell us everything we know. If he does okay in the first preseason game after having a, over a year off from football, hey, my hat's off to him. I I don't expect for him to really catch on to this thing to about the fourth or fifth game. And once he catches on and gets his instincts back with the ability for the coaches to help him to read his keys, then I will start making judgments on him, not only him and this whole defense. Uh, we, 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 you know, I went overboard just to tell, I went overboard last year, just all oh, just praising this thing. I'm not going to do that this year. You're going to have to show me that you are that dog, you know, and uh, all I'm on the chains. I mean, not on big chains. I got you on a little swivel. You can break the snap at any time you feel necessary <laughs> because I need somebody out there hungry and ready to eat. So I ain't going to put them on big, thick chains, but I just, I just got to, cause I saw Parsons fly around when with no pads on and he was playing the situations and the downs and just, he was flying around making a lot of plays. I see now where he's a little hesitant. He's taking a few more steps, you know, before he, he recognizing things. But once he recognizes it, he's gone in a flash and he's still getting his hands on a few balls, but not at uh, interception a day. You know, he was getting an interception a day between him and Kennedy. It's like, you, they made you want to go out and just say, hey, man, can we get Tom Brady so we can complete a pass? Because that's the rate they was taking the ball out of there. It slowed down a little bit since they put on the pads. Well, Nate, I want to thank you for joining us on your show here at Hanging with the Boys. I know that we're interrupting your pedicure. Didn't want to do that, but it just shows a sign of your professionalism and you coming in to join us, Nate. Thank you for sacrificing <laughs> your pedicure, man, and coming on with us. Man, you know we appreciate you, Nate. We got to get a chance to holler at you on Friday, so stay locked in with us. And we're going to take our, okay. our last break, and we'll be right back here on Hanging with Ms. the Boys. Miss Newton, what's up? My favorite Newton. Kurt, you know- hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. When there's work to be done, a real workhorse can make all the difference. Like the Range Boss Package. Our 5075E John Deere 75 horsepower tractor features a bell spear and loader and starts at $369 per month. 
and the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. It works like a horse, so you don't have to. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now, let's get to work. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Ultimate fan experience from the ultimate cowboy fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United presented by Globe Life starting at just $20. Join now and get your fan pack exclusive exclusive access to training camp benefits and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details and to join today. Welcome back to the final segment here at SWBC Mortgage Studios and Hanging with the Boys. Isaiah Stanback, Jesse Holly, and Danny Sarek. And guys, you know, I've been doing my what the heck. And so last week we let someone take over the what the heck, and then I had to smooth him, smooth him <laughs> over. So we're not going to do that. I got my own what the heck <laughs> this week. But my what the heck is for a guy that I think has to get more consideration for the Hall of Fame. And a lot of the beat writers and guys around here have said his name quite a bit. But Darren Woodson, mm-hmm. Darren Woodson to me, and, and now in all the barbershop conversations about, hey, well, Steve Atwater's got to go in. You know, Steve Atwater's got to be in there first before uh, Darren does. Well, guess who's getting enshrined uh, this weekend? Steve Atwater. So that argument is moot. You can't have that. But you're talking about a guy with 1,300 tackles. There was no one during his reign that was like him and what he did. Free safety, strong safety, box linebacker, a sure tackler, and, I mean, a devastating tackler for the Dallas Cowboys. He's been overlooked, and even sometimes, I think, handing his number out to certain individuals on the roster, that's got to stop. Because no one, if you don't give it to 28 to someone, he better be a thumper. He better be a banger. We have to look at 28 the same way that we look at 88 and some of the other numbers. But that's just my take on it. But I am saying, what the heck to Darren Woodson and the Hall of Fame? Because this guy has got to be up for consideration ASAP immediately. I agree with you. And not only is Woody one of my favorite football players from yesteryears, Woody's one of my favorite people. Mm-hmm. Like, Woody's a great dude, man. So all around, Ring of Honor, Hall of Fame, like Woody deserves Nobody it all, it. should have it all, and I hope that happens. I hope the, the <clears throat> that now that Steve Atwood is in there, that Woody gets the recognition that he, he rightfully deserves. Yeah, what, whatever their whatever reason they're they're keeping him out, this is definitely the time they have to start saying Darren Wilson's name and putting that consideration. We'll put some respect on his name and the consideration the way that it needs to. But we we ended off talking about Michael Parsons, and I wanted to give you guys a, an opportunity to chime in on this as well. You don't want to hear my what the heck? No, not today. Okay. We'll we'll try that again on okay. Friday. And right. are, you on, are you on timeout? You don't know yeah. what the heck time I, I, I know. A you know, bit. you give me an inch, I take a yard. I went on a rant last week. <laughs> you know, but that's okay. Early in the preseason. <laughs> I get it. You get it. Get okay. It. But Michael Parsons. <laughs> yeah. We talked about Michael Parsons and him taking the training wheels off and him being now the guy that's taking the reins from that linebacker group in competition. Guys, do you think it's too soon or do you think he's right where he needs to be? I think I mean it's the expectation. When you go that high in, in the draft, the expectation is we're going to load you up with information, we're going to load you up with responsibility, we're going to load you up with opportunities to become a leader, and we're going to see how do you handle it. 
And that's exactly what's happening right now. They're just testing the waters. They're seeing what they have. How much can he bear? Right? How much can he bear? How much weight can we put on this dude? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like putting a bunch of putting a backpack on somebody and just keep loading that thing up. At what point in time are they going to fail? Okay, I know where they're at. I know what they can handle, and that's what they're doing right now. Now they'll take it off. They'll allow for him to go out there, and run around, and hit some people in the preseason a little bit. But other than that, they'll be able to be able to gauge exactly what his capacity level is, and that's what's most important for him right now. I don't see the harm in that. Exactly. See how much he can handle, and then if it's a little too much early on in his rookie season, okay, back off a little bit. I mean, right. when you take a linebacker that high, the intent is to have him be a leader on your team for the years to come. And so they need to start instilling that in him. And I also think that they want to make sure they have enough depth to have some versatility in those Good linebackers. Point. I mean, you kind of teased it earlier, Hekma. Like, I, I think this part of drafting a linebacker and giving him this responsibility is in part a wake-up call for the linebackers that they have that have not had a great season or have not been able to stay healthy. And so if you're going to take a linebacker that high in the draft, absolutely need to be able to make sure he can handle the responsibility and the leadership and might as well see how much he can handle early on. And in this preseason game, what you're going to see, we talk about um, conditioning. And we talk about football conditioning. It takes a lot to tackle another human being, right? And so people don't understand the amount of energy that is used to bring down a running back. So now I got to bring down, run a running back down, get off a shut off a block, tackle him to the ground, get up and get to play from Dan Quinn and now come back to the huddle and be able to verbalize it so that they can clearly understand it. Because you can't come back to the huddle and you get the call and you're like... (sighs) Now the other team is in two-minute drill, right? And so being able to play fast, play yeah. physical, bring another human being down, a 200-pound back or tight end or, or whatever it may, may be, next play. get up, next play, get my play signal in, and now be able to verbalize it so that the defense can fully understand what's happening. That's also a conditioning part because when you get tired – Isaiah alluded to it earlier. The first thing to go is the mental. And so I need to know, can Micah Parsons handle the load of being the starting middle linebacker, playing? Because if he's going to play, he's going to play 60, 70 plays a game. Can you get up every single time and not be mentally fatigued and be like, wait, what was that call? Mm -hmm. Uh, Repeat it, repeat it, because that clock is not going to stop. They're not going to be like, oh, yeah, we'll wait. Go ahead, Michael. Yeah, Dan, call it again. He's not just responsible for his position. When you're playing that Mike linebacker position and you're getting those plays, you're responsible for the alignment of everybody in that front seven, right? If, if, if I'm playing Mike and he's playing, and my boy Jesse's playing Will, and he's a little bit too close, hey, get in that hole. You're in that hole, right? The defense alignment is not in line. I, I can't be so locked in on my assignment that I forget that, guess what? He's supposed to be a shade over. Right. Otherwise, if, he, if he's not, if he's in the hole he's in right now, this whole play is going to heck. Right. So I need I need to get you over a shade, slap him on the butt. So when you see those guys slapping those dudes on the butt, it's get in the proper shade so that we can make sure we can hit our proper holes. So they're going to see can he not only be focused on what he's supposed to be doing, but also be responsible enough and be cognizant enough to know what everybody else is supposed to be doing. I absolutely love everything that y'all just said. And, and I think I thought the same thing, knowing that he's switching from Mike to Will to Sam. He's learning everything. And he's getting – you talk about being over-inundated yeah, yeah. right now with this defense. And Dan Quinn is giving it to him. I, I think where I worry is from what Nate said. He's a guy that's been out of football for a year and a half now. And so how does he get his sea legs under him now? <laughs> in real – not we're not talking about Big Ten. We're talking about – NFL grown man uh, in arena, right? And so 
He has a lot of pressure being placed on him, but however, based off of what we've been seeing from training camp, he's living up to those expectations. He is a tone setter for this defense, mm -hmm. whereas you got a lot of veteran guys in that mixed in in that group that are not able to match what he's doing as far as a tone setter, right? And do and as a defensive coordinator, as a coach, as veteran players, when you see a young guy out there competing and doing those things, do you say, well, wait a minute, where's the rest of our guys? Or do you, or do you again, like I said, hand him the reins and say, it's yours, little buddy. But this is the next step, right? Because practice is one yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. That, right? Practice yeah, absolutely. is one. I can stop. It's a controlled environment. <laughs> we can do a play over again. I can correct on the field. Coach is right behind you. This is the next step. Right. This is now. I want to see. Can you take that to the to the game field and live action where there it. are actually consequences? Because there's no more. You know, you run by a guy, you hit him on the hip. Oh, I yeah, got you. Yeah, no, that, that's no. that's not the play. You can't do that anymore. You can't run by and just say, "Oh, that's a sack." No, no, no. You have to bring him to the ground. Or you practice have. just keeps going. Oh, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so now they're, they're <laughs> it doesn't matter if you if you made a tackle or not. No, practice is this. Next play. This is this is consequence based. Yeah. Football now. And so for Micah Parsons and as well as the other guy, but Micah Parsons in general, this is the next step. Yeah. You competed well in training camp. You've done some, some great things in practice. Now, if you get in the game and it all goes to hell, <laughs> now we got to rethink this again. Now we got to start from square one again and say, all right, well, where did we go wrong? What happened here? And kind of, you know, go from there. This is the progression that you need to see Micah Parsons take. So this game is huge for him. It's huge for him because yeah. you want to see. Is it just because we've seen it before? I, I've played with a, a, a bunch of weight room warriors and a bunch of you practice. know a, a pra practice yeah. kings. Then you get in the game time and that tail get tucked, and 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 you and you whimper into the sideline. So this is the next progression for yeah. for Micah Parsons and others, but specifically him, of saying, "All right, not only am I a dog in practice." I'm a dog in the game, yeah. and you can add whatever you need to add on my shoulders because they're wide enough and strong enough for me to take take it on and be successful. Now, we got another dog that mm. we got to talk about, and this guy is all everything that I'm seeing coming out of Oxnard with 88 on it is highlight reel worthy. And I, let me frame the question like this because I, I want to know what you guys ask former wide receivers in the NFL. What are your expectations in the second year for a guy like CeeDee Lamb that you're seeing right now? He is, man, like you talk about playmaker. It is all over him and some of the highlight reel moments that he's having for camp. But talk about the effects that a healthy Dak and a coach like Kellen Moore can have on CeeDee Lamb in his second season. Yeah, for CeeDee, I just want to see him move the chains, move the chains, big play. Right, move the chains, move the chains, big play. Make the plays that you're supposed to make. Make those tough catches, those contested catches. And then guess what? Every so often I need you to have explosive play. Right? You're still you still got you still got Coop over there, right? You still have some other dudes that can that can ball. So you don't have to bear the weight of the entire offense, right? But I want to see him get in there and be physical, right, with his blocking. And then I also want to see him just be consistent. Be consistent as that player. And I think if he's consistent through the first half of the season, I think the second half season you'll see him explode and do some crazy things. I feel like we almost had like an unknowing cap on him because and Kellamore even alluded to it in one of his recent press conferences, just as a rookie with a shortened offseason, no real training camp, they kind of just kept him mostly in the slot. And that's just out the window. Mm. He's just gonna be all over the field this year. And I feel like we don't even know what he can really do because I just feel like all he's done is trend upwards and mm -hmm. he's taken everything that's been thrown at him and he's just succeeded so far throughout his rookie season in this training camp going into year two that I feel like we're not even prepared for what we're going to see out of CD this year. 
they call me the voice of reason on this Come show. On. No! For a reason. <laughs> Come on. Because, and I, I, I love what I see from, from CD. I love the progression that I see from CD. There's film out now, right? His rookie season, coming in the COVID year, preseason, all that kind of nonsense, there was no film. And so it was kind of like taking the league by storm. Now there's film. Now you're a target. Now guys are looking for you. For me with CD, I don't even care about this week or preseason, nothing like that. I cannot wait until mm. next week mm. when the Rams come to town. Saturday. Mm. That's Saturday. Saturday. Whenever they do live practices. Because now, CD, people are talking about you. People know you. You're going to you're gonna have to stand in front of Jalen Ramsey. And now, that's what I want to see. I want to see now, when now that you're a target, there is no more you walking up on folks and they don't really know what to get from you. They didn't see you for a whole season. You didn't got some, you know, you didn't got some little, as Jason Garrett used to say, little, little issue in your neck. Now guys are saying, oh, all right, let's go. I want to see the response from that. And so I think CD is going to be really good. Mm-hmm. I think having Amari Cooper outside is really significant because it takes the pressure off you having to be the star. What I mean the star is when the defense stars you, when the defensive coordinator says, hey, we're, we're building our secondary and our, 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 our rotation around 88. I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not tampering expectations. I, I just want people to understand once people get film on you, once people figure kind of things that you like to do. It changes. It changes a little bit. And Omari had, not Omari, uh, CD had inconsistencies with catching the football last year making some of the spectacular sports center catches, but the easy routine ones he dropped. Mm-hmm. And so that has to be the next step that he takes. You got to make the routine look routine and you got to make the unroutine look routine. And when you do that on a consistent basis with the target on your back, that's when you enter that superstar status. That's when you get talked about as being in the top tier receivers across the board. It looks great in camp, right? And, and again, I'm not taking anything away from our DBs. But when 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 you got to go up against a Jalen Ramsey, and when you got to go up against you know the the those other dogs, now that makes me feel a little bit more confident and comfortable that people have seen filming you for a year. How do you come back and make yourself better than you were a year ago? I get your point, but I won't let you damper my excitement or my hope for him. <laughs> Just saying. Danny, don't worry about that. Hey, don't, hey, don't worry. There's a reason why no I'm going down there this parade. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason why I'm going to that practice this weekend. No, and, and, and look, and, and where, I, where I thank you guys, the caveat to that and where I believe that the mulligan has to be given to him is – the quarterback carousel of last year. Yeah, you know how do you be? A, how do you become a great wide receiver in this league when you go through four or five different quarterbacks in a season? And so, it's the, making the spectacular routine and just the routine spectacular. Those are some of the things that got mixed up because there were balls everywhere. We were talking in the break about you know you you were talking about a quarterback that threw to you. You was just like I have no. The snowball's chance in hell of actually <laughs> catching this ball. And CD went through a lot of that. Right. And then you, you saw how they tried to use him, lining him up in the slot and trying to create those mismatches. I think they stay with that. You can move him out to the outside, but his visibility on this offense through Kellen Moore, which is explosive by stretching the, stretching the field, I just think CD Lamb is, can be so much more in Kellen Moore's offense as that weapon that you know that you have. And you bring up Coop. 
Michael Gallup as well. The weapons that Kellen Moore has is unbelievable yeah. because if you look at the rest of the – I mean, that Dak has because, look, if you look at any other quarterbacks in the league, if they had like your top five quarterbacks had this – Wide receiver group? Well, it's, it's the reason why the week one matchup is what it is. <laughs> Tampa versus Dallas. Because Indeed. of the two of the most highly potent offenses in the league. Well, I almost did a hallelujah ooh, dance right there, boy. You almost made me He was coming out of That's what No, that's absolutely – I mean, you're absolutely right. But I'm just saying as far as the matchups, when you look at what we have versus other teams, look, man, C.D. Lamb is a guy that you said, once defensive coordinators start to circle and underline and highlight a guy like him – what do you do with the rest of the weapons that you have? Oh, and by the way, we have a number 21 by the name of Zeke. Mm-hmm. You know, so with all of that attention being played on the outside, inside you may be able to uh, take advantage of that. So, look, CeeDee Lamb to me is going to be far beyond. I think the sophomore jinx is not even con- to be considered for a guy like him. But in this preseason, guys, just wrapping this show up, what are some? Obviously, we talked about the players that we, we we want to watch, but just from a holistic overall view, what are some of the things that you are looking for in this Hall of Fame game from the Dallas Cowboys, knowing that we're dealing with third, fourth, and fifth string guys? I'm watching special teams. Yeah, I'm watching special teams. It's the it's the third of the game that people don't like to talk about, or people just take for you know take for granted. It's very important, right? There's a, there's a punter battle going on as well, right? The punters are battling it out, so that change of possession is very important, right? That that field that field possession is very important. How many are we going to have some gunners that we can really rely on? Are there guys that can go down there and force fair catches? Do we have some guys that can get off the block, you know, shed blocks on the interior on a punt and be able to go down there and cover? Here are those you know, can guys change directions? You know, everybody's going to be all amped up. You know how it is, Jesse. Guys are running down. There 100 miles per hour, and then guess what? As soon as that punt returner or kick returner gets the ball, and they put one little, all right, and the guys start tripping all over themselves. Can you break down and actually go back to your to your basics and your assignments and execute the right way? Because those are going to be the things that change the game. When you start playing teams like Tampa, those are the things that make the difference. That third of the game will change the ties on who's going to win. No LP Latisor. No, no LP. Huge. Huge. I'm sorry. God. I'm sorry. This I'm guy. Sorry. What's going on? Since right. power to power, yeah. there is, man. This is, I got it right here. And you just, just. I swear I'm not looking at Look, your notes are covered. I'm not looking yeah. at you. Hey, come on. <laughs> what do I do? Come on, Jesse. Jeez. I'm shutting up. No, shutting <laughs> Danny, please help me out. We've talked a lot about third and fourth string players, mostly on the defensive side of the ball, but I think offensively, that offensive line. Just last year, seeing. All of the starters gone except for Connor Williams and the lack of consistency or communication there. If we're not going to see the starters in the offensive line in these preseason games, I want to see how these backup second, third string players are working together as one unit because this offensive line is injury prone. <laughs> Don't you know, knock on wood twice. I'm not going to say anything else, but I mean, I, I, I want to feel a little more confident in the depth of the offensive line going into the regular yeah, season. I, I just want to see guys go have fun. Like at the end of the day, training camp. OTAs, it's still football. Football's fun, right? Go out there, fly around. This is the game that you've been playing since you've been a kid. And you have an opportunity to do it now at the biggest stage and make a boatload of money if you do it the right way. So I want to see guys go out there and fly around, have fun. You're, you're, you're the first out the gate for the NFL football season. Like, this is a big deal. Everyone will be watching, no matter if it's third, fourth stringers, whoever it is. People love football. People love the Steelers. People love the Cowboys. They want to see the game being played. So I'm always uh, I'm always a guy that says, you know, respect the game and play it at a level as which is respect 
respectable. So go out, have fun, be fast, be physical, and the rest will take care of itself. You know, for me, guys, and, and just wrapping this up, it's the safety position. I, I want to watch the safeties. I want to see what they do. I don't believe that Kazee will play. Uh, but, again, the guys behind him, you know, Israel McQuamu, uh from South Carolina. I think a lot has been made from him and just his fluidity and what he's been able to do in OTAs and, and down in Oxnard. So I want to see, is he that? Uh, I believe also J. Ron Curse, you know, a guy that's special teams for Detroit. But, you know, I'll be watching him and seeing what he can do. Guys like Thompson, who are fight, the guys is fighting to make this team the type of impact that they make and how serious they take the preseason. Like you said, man, if you're out there blowing and you're tired, don't even look to the sideline because a lot of these guys are trying to make this team. But guys, this that has been our show, and I want to thank all of you uh, for joining here us here uh, on Hanging with the Boys, and for Danny Sarek, and for Isaiah Stadback, and for. Jesse Holly, Cowboy Nation, I hope your team win. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!